It's Friday. Good morning. It's Friday. Uh, good morning, everybody. It's 10 o'clock, and I'm Tim Harris, and it's time for Tim with Tim. Uh, Y'all good today? You good? Uh, have you read Psalm 52 and 53? Because that's where we are today. We are. Uh, we finished the book of Exodus yesterday, and now we're going to spend some time in the book of Psalms. Um, I'm trying to get us through the Word of God together, and I'm not saying that that's a hard task. It's just I want to keep the reading alive for all of us. And so for that reason, I'm kind of using the Psalms as you know something to sort of come in and out of. So I, I expect we'll take it in three different chunks. And this is the second chunk. We've already come through Psalm 51 together, all the way through the first 51 chapters. So we'll do the middle 50 chapters or so, and then we'll move on to something else and come back to the rest of the Psalms later. So is that okay? Uh, again, I'm just trying to make the reading uh, something that, that stays fresh for us every day. And so uh, anyway, I'm glad you're with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. Whether you're on Spotify or YouTube or Facebook, uh, don't forget to subscribe or to uh, hit the like button every now and then or comment or chat back and forth with each other. Because honestly, the more you do of that, uh, the better these platforms become. It's just a way of affecting the algorithms. The The content that gets the, uh, the, the interaction is the content that gets promoted. And so again, it's not for my ego. It's just so that we all get to see more of the stuff that we like when we log on to Facebook or YouTube. Uh, so there you go. Chapter 52. Let's start with Psalm 52. Psalm 52 and Psalm 53 go together. They're typically considered some sort of uh, uh, psalms of prophetic judgment. You, you know what I mean? Almost like a prophet speaking against uh, the, the wicked. And, uh, and that's especially true in Psalm 52. So let's start with that one. The title says that this psalm is for the choir director, a psalm of David, regarding the time Doeg the Edomite said to Saul, David has gone to see Ahimelech. Now, I know other people would read that title and be like, what? Who cares? But you and I, we read, uh, was it 1 Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 21? Is it 1 Samuel 21? Um, 1 Samuel, it's the story where David is on the run from Saul. And so he goes, uh, I think, uh, at Nob, and there he encounters the, uh, the priest named Ahimelech. And David rush, rushes into the sanctuary there and asks for food for his men. And Ahimelech doesn't have any food, so he gives him the sacred bread, the holy bread, the bread of the presence, um, which, of course, is controversial. Um, but uh, David takes that bread. Ahimelech gives him the sword of Goliath. Do you remember this story? We read it together, y'all. Gives him the sword of Goliath. But the whole time, uh, this dude Doeg, uh, the Edomite, who was like Saul's chief herdsman, he worked for Saul. Doeg was just hanging around like a you know dummy, and he sees it all happen. And David sees him see it happening, but David doesn't do anything. So later, Doeg goes back to Saul and tells him that you know Ahimelech helped David, who's on the run from you. And so King Saul um, ordered the death of Ahimelech and all the priests. Uh, nobody would kill him though. Saul's men wouldn't kill the priests. And so Doeg, the you know jerk Doeg. Uh, kills Ahimelech, and then goes to Nob and kills uh, eventually uh, like 83 priests. Is it 83 priests and all their families? Just this incredible slaughter at Nob. And when David hears the news, he is grieved and angered. Uh, so anyway, uh, th this is a psalm that reflects back on that, that situation. So we don't know when it says, why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior, you know? Uh, don't you realize God's justice continues forever? We don't know necessarily 
if this psalm of judgment is is a judgment against Doeg or Saul, or I, I suppose the truth of the matter is it's against all of the big shots, all of the wicked big shots uh, who think that they are above judgment, who think that they will never have to answer for their crimes, who think they'll never have to face consequences for their turning away from the Lord. Um, so uh, it, it, I, I want to read it like it's talking to Doeg, you know, uh, except that it doesn't really fit Doeg. The, the, the part about uh, your tongue cuts like a sharp razor, you're an expert at telling lies, you, know, you love evil more than good, and you love lies more than the truth. In the scripture, Doeg, man, you know, we don't like him. He is a bad guy. He killed the priest, and he's just kind of a rat. But he doesn't lie. I mean, I don't think there's any place. Tell me if I'm wrong, y'all. But I don't know any place where Doeg is known for telling lies. He he tattletales. He you know he 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 kind of you know he's got a mouth that runs, but he's not known necessarily as a, a liar, uh, except perhaps in this psalm. I don't know. Maybe this psalm is directed towards Saul. I, I don't know. But it also is one of those psalms that operates at that level, but also at, a, at, at multiple levels. And so like I say, this psalm applies to any who boast about their crimes, any who just do not realize that God's going to cut you down, you know, like the old Johnny Cash song. I mean, th that's what this psalm is saying. You're out here like a rock star on a red carpet, like you're never, ever going to have to face retribution for what you've done. But God's justice continues forever, you know. In other words, you think there's a statute of limitations, you know, on your crimes, but no. God's justice continues forever. You will stand before him. You will answer for what you've done, and you will get what's coming to you. I mean, this is the psalm of judgment you find in Psalm 52. The righteous will see it and be amazed. They will laugh and say, look what happens to mighty warriors who do not trust in God. And then finally, the last couple of verses are sort of the response of the righteous. But, but I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I, I love this. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. I will trust in your good name in the presence of your faithful people. That final response of the righteous person just stresses the, 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 the stability and fruitfulness um, uh, over time. The, the, the long-lived, long-lived faithfulness and fruitfulness of God's people. Whereas the wicked were kind of a flash in the pan, you know, and God's going to cut them down. Faithful olive tree, and that's what you want to be, just a faithful person. And that faithfulness, that fruitfulness will endure forever. See that? So I, I love that. The comparison between thriving and always uh, praising you forever is, is in comparison to this great warrior who is going to be cut down, struck down. Um, so that's Psalm 52. It's, it's, it's like Psalm 53, uh, but let's talk about Psalm 53 for a moment. We've already read it, so I can make reference to it, but I encourage you to go back. Psalm 53 is pretty much the same psalm as Psalm 14, which we read. Uh, they're, they're, they're the same. Uh, there are some minor differences. Psalm 53 uses the Hebrew, the Hebrew name for God, Elohim. Uh, you don't see that. It's just God. But then you go back to Psalm 14. Notice that you'll see Lord in capital letters. Um, Psalm 14 uses Yahweh, you know, the, uh, the, the four-letter unpronounceable name for God. Um, uses Yahweh, and you'll see the Lord in Psalm 14. Psalm 14 also has an extra verse, so there's a little bit of difference right there. But other than that, these two Psalms are 
pretty much the same psalm. Only fools say in their heart, there is no God. Remember that the Hebrew word for fool is Nabal? Remember we read about the story of Nabal? Um, uh, again, in the, in, the, in the story of David, uh, he meets Nabal, whose name means fool. Uh, only fools say in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Just a couple of things and, and, and we'll be done. Um, when you read this, uh, you know, we think like, oh, fool says in his heart there's no God. We're talking about atheists here. Uh, just understand something. <clears throat> in David's day, in the ancient world, a theoretical atheist is, is just basically unheard of. Uh, I don't know if there were any. Maybe there were, but but the ancient world uh, was, you know, polytheist. I mean, the, there were gods everywhere. And so you probably wouldn't have had a, an intellectual, you know, I, I, well, actually, I believe in science. You didn't have any of those people back in David's day. So you don't have any atheists the way we have atheists today or those who claim to be atheists. I don't think this is what Psalm 53 is about. Uh, first off, it's, it's the fool. In, in Scripture, fool is not, you know, like, like I say, I mean, shut up, fool. Um, if, if we call each other fool, we usually mean like a simple-minded person. But here, fool is not simple-minded. A fool is in contrast to the wise, the foolish and the wise. And so it has to do with behavior. Not you know mental acuity, but behavior. So the fool is the person who deliberately chooses to live, you know, in a, in a way that is contrary to wisdom, or in a way that brings destruction or demise. A fool is deliberately making choices to live in contradiction to the wisdom that comes from God. So understand in Psalm fifty three when it says the fool says in their heart there's no God. Uh, what they say in their heart, we don't have access to. That's kind of private. What we see is their action, and it says their actions are evil. You know, So uh, the thing I just want to point out there is, as I say, there's probably not any theoretical atheist in the way you think of an atheist. It's more of a uh, what Craig Rochelle calls a practical atheist. In other words, it's the person who might even say out loud that they believe in God, but their actions, their actions would suggest that they don't. You know what I mean? Uh, in other words, it's, it's, a, it's, it, it's a practical, kind of a functional atheist. Um, and that's most people you know. You know. Sadly, it's some of the people I'll preach to on Sunday, you know, with, with their mouth, they say that they believe in God and they show up in church, but then they live like hell. You know, They live like there's no God at all. They live like if there is a God, he ain't paying any attention to me, I'm going to do what I want. You, you know? uh, I'm going to shack up, I'm going to steal, you know, whatever. You know, so their actions show that they really don't believe or they don't fear God. And so I just want to point that out. Psalm 53 is not necessarily a psalm about atheists. It's probably a psalm about people who say they believe, uh, but, uh, but their actions suggest that they don't really. They, they, uh, they may say they believe in God, but they live like an atheist, you know, as, as if there were no God at all. But once more, the idea is uh, they are going to answer to God. I love that. You know, I looked around to see if anybody was seeking God, and nobody did. That, that shift from anybody to nobody in this psalm, I think, is really interesting. Uh, once more, it's a kind of prophetic taunt, you know. Well, those who do evil never learn. And then finally, once more, uh, you know, that final uh, uh, prayer for deliverance that you find in verse 6. Uh, when God restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy, and all of Israel will rejoice. So again, Psalm 52 and 53, they sort of go together as prophetic psalms of judgment. Uh, anyway, I enjoyed them today. I hope you did too. We'll pick up right here on Monday morning, Psalm 44 
and Psalm 55. Did I say 44? Psalm 54 and Psalm 55. We're just going to go two at a time, so I'm going to be very, very predictable. So next two Psalms for Monday morning, Psalm 54 and Psalm 55. I'm preaching a sermon series on Sundays called Money Talks, and this coming Sunday, uh, 8, 9, 30, and 11 at Woodburn Baptist Church, I'm going to be talking about debt, the debt trap, and I'll be preaching from the Word. So, uh, so join us. Be here in person. I'd love to see you. Uh, if you can't, then I'll see you online, or I will see you, Lord willing, 10 o'clock Monday morning for 10 with Tim. Thanks for a good week. I love you guys so much. Have a good weekend. Stay warm.